This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Parshas Chayesara, Tavshin Ayintes. You find this parsha starts off with the death of Sarah and how Avram coming to bury, bury Sarah, to find a place to bury Sarah. Rashi right away asks, what's the connection between this parsha and last week's parsha? Rashi says, the death of Sarah is very much attached to, to Akedas Yitzchak. Because when she heard about the Akeda, that her son was prepared to be shechted, and was almost shechted, her neshama flew out from her and she died. If you think about it, this is a very, very tragic way for her to die. Because she heard someone came over and told her that her husband is shechting her only son. And she went to some giants and she said, look around, can you find my husband? And they looked around and they said, oh, we see an old man bent over a young man with a knife. And she heard that and she died. Can you imagine she had one child after 90 years. Now her own husband is slaughtering and shafting her child. Why'd she die such a death? Because it wasn't even true. At the end, her son wasn't killed. And the Chassam Sefer, together with, also with the other Swarim, Sefer Hasidim, write that it was Mida Kineged Mida. Because in last week's parasha, when the Malachim came and told Sarah that she's going to have a child, Sarah laughed. She didn't believe them. And therefore, says the Chassam Sefer, that when she was supposed to believe the Malachim, she didn't believe them. Therefore, over here, when she wasn't supposed to believe the Satan, she believed them. When the Satan came and said, your husband's shafting your son, she didn't believe them. She believed them then, and it was Mida Kinegimida, because she didn't believe the Malachim in the last parsha. We have to understand that. What's so bad that she didn't believe the Malachim? In fact, in last week's parsha, she didn't know they were Malachim. They were just travelers. Can you imagine somebody walking on the beach with his wife, and all of a sudden he looks down at her finger to see the diamond ring, and he sees it's just a nice ring, but there's no diamond there. The diamond was lost. And they quickly start to search all over the beach through the sand trying to find the diamond, and they can't find it. And after a little while, someone screams out to them, young man, what are you looking for? And they look up, and there's an old man sitting in a wheelchair, and he says, what are you looking for? And they say, well... My wife's diamond fell out. He said, oh, look over there. I see something shining over there. And then you look, and sure enough, there's a diamond. And they start to thank the person. Thank you so much. And the guy says, I give you a blessing that you should run the 400-meter dash in the Olympics this summer. The guy looks down. He can't walk. He's in a wheelchair. He's an old man. Is he going to like that bracha? He's going to start laughing. What kind of ridiculous bracha is that? Says Ramban, is that any different with Sarah? Three people came, they got free food, free drink from Sarah and Avram, and now they're going off and they give them this blessing. They didn't have any children, I give you a blessing, you should have a child. Of course Sarah's going to laugh. Says Ramban, that someone on the level of Sarah, she shouldn't have laughed. She should have said, Amen, Kein Yiratzeng. It should be the will of Hashem. Is it a crazy bracha? It's a crazy bracha. But at the end of the day, it's something, words that someone said, words mean things, words are powerful. She should have said, Amen, Hashem can do that. Just like that person in the wheelchair could have said, Amen. 
How many people came over to us last week and said, Oh, are you going to win the lottery? You bought tickets in the lottery? Are you going to win the lottery? And people would answer, I have a four, better, four times more chance to get struck by lightning than win the lottery. But that's a ridiculous answer. If someone says, you should win the lottery, your answer should have been, Amen. Can you outside? Hashem can make you win it too. And that is what, on Sarah's level, was the Mida Kenagin Mida. She should have answered, Amen. Can you There's a shul in Yerushalayim, very well known shul called Zifran Maisha. It's what they call a minion factory. And a lot of people go there, they're minyanim straight throughout the day and the night. But it's a real shul also. And the rub of the shul was of Dying Fisher. We saw Yaakov Fisher. And on Shabbos, they had a regular minion. And in Yom Kippur, they had Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Yom Tevim, a regular minion. And this shul, the minig was, like in many shuls, was to sell mafter yaina. Now, who do you sell it to? You sell it to the person who wants to pay the most money for it. And they would bid. There was a person in the shul whose name was Ravigdor Einhorn. And this person, Ravigdor, used to buy mafter yaina every single year. For years and years and years he bought it. And he would say, I'm healthy, my kids are healthy, my grandchildren are healthy, I have parnasa, everything's good, all because of maftayena. And therefore, he was not a wealthy man, but he wasn't poor. And the whole year he would save up money so he can buy maftayena. This was his luxury. This is what he enjoyed. Well, one year, it was, ma- it was time to sell maftayena, and right away he can tell something was different this year. It seems like a new guy showed up, and this guy wanted to buy Maftayana. The bidding started, and every year other people would bid, but they knew it wasn't real, because at the end of the day, the Victor Einhorn is going to get the Maftayana. Well, this year was different. He was bidding, and the other guys stopped bidding already, and this new fellow kept on bidding, and the price kept going higher and higher. This is in Israel, they're bidding by 100 shekel, 100 shekel, another 100 shekel, and all of a sudden, Victor Einhorn started to get very nervous. You know what's going to be? He, he didn't have this money. He quickly went over to the Gabbai. He says, what are you doing? So the Gabbai says, what's the problem? He goes, what do you what's the problem? You're giving away my maftayana. He says, your maftayana? We sell it every year. He says, but you know I buy it all the time. So buy it now. I can't. This guy's bidding like crazy. He says, look, in the shul, we don't give away maftayana. We sell it. You want it? Buy it. He says, you know I get it every year. So now the Gabi didn't know what to do. So he went over to Rav Fisher. He went over to Rav Fisher, to the dying, and he said, what should we do? And he says, no, the mini gear is to sell it, we're going to sell it. Anyways, the bidding went on, and Rav Victor could not keep up, and ultimately the other guy bought Maftayana. The rest of the Kipper, Rav Victor Einhorn didn't know what to do. He just, it wasn't the same Yom Kippur. He was nervous the whole time. Much Yom Kippur, everyone left Shul. And he was the last one there. He got up. He went over to the Rav, to a Fisher. And he said, Rebbe, how could you do this to me? My whole year, my success, my health, my business, my family, is all because I get Maftayana. And you took it away from me. So the Rav says, first of all, I didn't take it away from you. We sell it every year. He says, yeah, but you know how much I save all year. This is what keeps me going. So the Rav says, look, I give you a bracha. Hashem knows how much effort you wanted to put into Maftayana. Hashem knows you really, really wanted it. I give you a bracha. But all the brachas you're supposed to get from Maftayana, you're still going to get. And Rav Victor says, but I didn't buy it. 
I didn't buy it, and now my whole year is going to be messed up, and who knows my health is going to be. And again, the Rav says, again, I'm giving you a bracha. It should be as if you bought maftayena. And Victor looks down and he says, it's not the same. It's not the same. I didn't get it. What's going to be with me this year? And again, the Rav tells him, I'm giving you a bracha that it should be as if you bought it. All the effort you put in, as if you bought it. He says, I didn't buy it. I don't know what's going to be this year. He said a good yomtiv to the Rav, and he went home. That year on Hanukkah, on the last day of Hanukkah, ultimately Ravigdor caught a cold. He got worse. He went to the hospital, and the last day of Hanukkah, he died. He passed away. But the Shiva house, he had a few sons and daughters. They were sitting Shiva. On the third day of Shiva, none other than Rishol Yaakov Fisher, the Dayan, who's on the, the, the rubber, the head of the dots, shows up, and he comes into the house, and it was quiet in the afternoon. As soon as he comes in, the son saw him, and if Dayan Fisher sits down, and it's all quiet, no one says anything. He's waiting for them to start talking, and finally, one of the sons couldn't hold it in anymore, and he says, Rebbe, you killed our father. He says, what? He says, you killed our father. He says, what do you mean? He says, every year he buys Mafta Yaina. And every year he says he's successful, he's healthy, because of Mafta Yaina. This year he didn't buy it. And he warned you that if he doesn't get it, he won't make it. And sure enough, look, he died. You killed him. And now you come here, do Menachem Abel? You should have let him go Mafta Yaina. Look, he gets every year. And other brothers were a little embarrassed about this one brother's outburst, the chutzpah, to speak like that. But Rav Fisher looks at him and says, I want you to know something. Matzi and Kippur, I spoke with your father. And I explained to him that Hashem will look at it as if he bought it. And I gave him a bracha. I gave him a bracha three times. That it should be as if he bought it. And then the same son says, yeah, well your brachas don't work because he's not alive anymore. And Dain Fisher looked at him and said, I gave him a bracha three times. And not once did he answer Amen. Each time he started talking about something else, he never answered Amen. I promise you, if he would have answered Amen, this wouldn't have happened. And that is what we see from over here. Even though Sarah hears something from three strangers who give the most ridiculous bracha, says Ramban, she should have answered Amen, because Hashem could do anything. Have a wonderful Shabbos. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.